From thezebrablog.com, welcome to Before and After, the Furniture Refinishing Podcast. I'm Lane Ball. Get in front of your audience. Get your face out there. Get on social media. That's number one is get on social media. Get your stuff out there and get your face out there. Don't be afraid to do the Facebook Lives. Don't be afraid to do the Instagram stories all across social media. You just want to establish your presence and, you know, share with others, give them great value. And that's exactly the best place to start. Today, we're talking with Dew Dotson of Dew Dotson Designs. Dew is a returning guest on our podcast. She's a successful furniture refinisher, but also a business coach. Many of you not only work hard refinishing your pieces, but you also work equally hard trying to promote yourself and your brand. You'll definitely want to stay tuned as we talk with you on the power of Pinterest in growing your business. Thanks so much for joining us. Well, hello, Do. It's so nice to have you back on the podcast. Hey, thank you, Lane. I always enjoy coming on and uh, being with your listeners. This is amazing. I love it. So what's going on in your neck of the woods these days? Well, you know, there's always so much to a furniture painting business, but, you know, I've really been focusing more of uh, the online business, which is kind of my strong suit, and just helping men and women take that passion that they love and creating multiple revenue streams in their business. That's great. I know you are excellent at doing that. I'm curious, you're uh, in Texas. What is fall like in Texas? Oh my goodness. Fall is amazing, but sometimes kind of short-lived because, you know, in Texas, you have all kinds of weather. I mean, even in January, it can be 70 degrees or it could be 30. So it's right now, it's kind of rainy and cold, but it's kind of a welcome right now because we've had some really hot, some a lot of heat through the summer. Sounds like it's pretty unpredictable then as you as you go from season to season. Absolutely, especially where I live, because I live kind of in the Tornado Alley area. So we always have mm. storms and stuff come through. It's never dull <laughs> here in Texas, for sure. That's, that's a little bit like North Carolina. I think one of the uh, frustrations that, that a lot of folks in North Carolina feel is that, that oftentimes it seems like we go for those long summer months, which we thoroughly enjoy. But, uh, it, it, you know, it gets pretty hot. It gets pretty humid. And then it almost seems like it just quickly turns cold and <laughs> we jump from sometimes summer straight into winter. So I know everybody always, cause, cause who doesn't like fall? I mean, fall is such a beautiful time of year. It is. It is so, really, really pretty. Yeah. You want, you want to extend those seasons as long as you can. Absolutely. Well, I understand you just went through establishing a brand new website. I have checked it out. It looks great. Tons of helpful information um, there really for any business owner looking to build a presence online. Do you have established yourself and have certainly been affirmed by others in the industry as a leader, not only refinishing, but helping men and women achieve their business goals? That for sure is multifaceted. And one area of coaching emphasis is growing your brand online. For those that are looking to either create an online presence or grow their current presence, what would you say to them in regards to where they should start? Oh my goodness, Lane, what a great question, because this is something that I get all the time. I, I get this every day, actually. And, you know, starting an online business is, is no small task. It's, it's pretty daunting and it's scary. And a lot of people have trouble getting out there in front of people. And that's one of the things that I always tell them, you know, get in front of your audience, get your face out there, get on social media. That's number one is get on social media, get your stuff out there and get your face out there. Don't be afraid to do the Facebook lives. Don't be afraid to do the Instagram stories all across social media. 
media. You just want to establish your presence and, you know, share with others, give them great value. And that's exactly the best place to start. Yeah, that's, that's really good advice. Let me ask you this, because a lot of folks, you know, when they think about online presence, it can get very overwhelming pretty quickly. So if somebody is, maybe they have an Instagram account, maybe that's all they have. What would you recommend they do next uh, beyond the Instagram account if they want to really grow an online presence? You know, having one, I, I really believe that you need to start with your favorite social media and work with that mm -hmm. because if it's your favorite one, it's one you're on already before you even started business, you've been playing on it. So you're familiar with mm -hmm. it. So, but you really need to have two. I would suggest take your next social media, whichever you want. If it's Facebook, then go with Facebook and then just start working those both at the same time, you know, you can use mm -hmm. the same content across on both of them, but just not at the same time. And then you're developing yourself out there and, you know, you just continue to grow that and it's going to take time and it's going to take a lot of dedication. You know, and, and most people can't do it all at once, at least not do it all at once well. And so that gives people the opportunity to start Let's start with one, then let's move to the next one, and then kind of go from there. What would you say about having an actual uh, website or a blog? What would, how would you encourage folks with that? Yeah, just, just going back real quickly, I wanted to interject this because this is something that um, I had heard. It's another quote. It's focus your fight because you can't wear it, win everywhere at once. This is, mm -hmm. this is, and this is what I'm saying about, you know, when you mentioned that you can't do it all at once, it's just, it's overwhelming. So if you focus that one area and grow that one area, grow it till you get it where you want it and then go focus on the other. It's so much easier. Well, today we want to spend some time talking about Pinterest and the power of Pinterest. I understand that uh, there's approximately 250 million people that are on Pinterest every month. And that, to, to break it down, that includes around 77 million in America alone. You know, compared that to Facebook, Instagram, those are um, much broader, bigger based. Uh, Two billion people every month for Facebook, one billion people every month for Instagram. But that does not put any less emphasis on the power of Pinterest. Um, why would you encourage folks to start utilizing Pinterest? Oh my goodness, Lane, you know, that is my love. I mean, I... Pinterest is like a gem. It's a gem out there. And I think most people don't understand it. So they're not really utilizing it to their full potential. Two years ago, when I stepped, you know, into um, playing with Pinterest a little bit, because we all have those personal accounts so as women and men, if we're creatives, we love to get on Pinterest and look for inspiration. Mm -hmm. We don't really understand what's going on. But once you understand what Pinterest is for and how it can help grow your business, it's a game changer. And it has been a total game changer for me. I started blogging um, almost, I'm sliding into two years now as a blogger, still very mm -hmm. green and brand new, but through blogging and then using Pinterest to drive that traffic over to my website, which I call my home, all roads should lead to home and that should be your website. I have able to grow my business so quickly through the power of Pinterest. So it is a tool that is a must for creatives because it's very visual. I mean, you, you scroll through the pins and you look at all the pretty stuff. It's just, it's, it's where you need to be. I think it's just, it's number one and it's a game changer in the creative online businesses. So you've seen, you've been able to actually track a direct correlation between Pinterest itself and the growth and presence on your blog. Absolutely. Absolutely. And not just that, but you use Pinterest, 
you know, to send people where you want them. And it doesn't just have to go to your website. It can go to YouTube. It can go to Instagram. It can go to Facebook. You can even send it to Etsy where you're selling furniture. There's so many avenues that can be used through this Pinterest platform. And people really, all the online business really need to target in on this because this is such a good way to grow your business. Well, it is such a visual medium, isn't it? I mean, the the fact that you can see an image, click on it if you want to know more, it drives you to uh, to the details of, of what that image is or what the how-to is about is, is really phenomenal. Um, you know, you're going to provide our listeners today with five steps to setting up a, P- a Pinterest business account. Let's walk through those one by one. And by the way, for those who aren't able to take notes, we'll provide uh, the, the, this list on our podcast page because uh, I know some of you are driving or are probably actually refinishing as we speak. So n- no fears, no worries there. We'll, we'll provide that information for you. We'll break it down on our podcast page. Well, uh, do what is number one in setting up a Pinterest business account? Okay, so number one is just to get started, right? So if you have a uh, Pinterest account already, you do not have to start another account. Take that account that you have and turn it into a business account. That can be done in the file section. You can go back in and set it up as a business account. And it's, it's, it's quick and simple. I mean, you change your display name, upload a profile picture, and fill out the about section, and that's it. You're done. You've got that part set up. That's like, uh, what, five minutes at the most? Five, oh, ten yeah. minutes? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's super quick and easy. Do you recommend having a personal account and a, per, and a business account? I know you said it's, it's easy enough if you have a personal account to switch it over to business. W- would there be um, some examples or instances of when you would say, you know, keep those separate? No. And the reason why is because you can take inside Pinterest. I mean, Pinterest is a whole world itself. You can dig and dive as deep as you want into Pinterest, (laughs) but all the boards, let's say, uh, for instance, you, um, before you started your business, you had a Pinterest account and you just used it for your personal use. Like you had recipes or you had vacation plans and you're pinning to all these boards, you know, like, like best chocolate cake, you know, and you're a furniture painter. Mm -hmm. That's really not your niche anymore. Your niche now is furniture painting. So you can actually go in and you can hide those boards from the public, but you don't mess up your account. So you can adjust those boards, you know, to and change everything about it to a business account. Because if you've already have an account, you're probably going to have followers that are following you and you don't want to lose those followers. So you just mm-hmm. go in and clean up your boards, um, hide them from the public, go ahead and create new boards and you're good to go. That's excellent. I also like the fact that it keeps things streamlined. We don't need so many things going on at once. We need to simplify as much as possible so we can be effective, as you mentioned earlier. Uh, Absolutely. What is number two? Okay. So number two is you want to link your website if you have a website. Okay. I strongly suggest that you do develop a website for your business because that's part of the online presence. And again, all roads lead to home and that's where you want them to go to because your website is now your store. You're online. You don't have a physical location, but you have that website. So you can link your website and then you can claim that website through the uh, the Pinterest and it will give you access to analytics, which is golden in your business because then you can go in after a few months of running, it has time to collect the data. You can go back and you can see 
which pins you've created are doing the best and what your audience is liking so you can create more of the same and get more traffic over to your website. Now, do for a lot of folks that are new to Pinterest, um, this is great information, but the claim it for analytics, that, that may um, be a little bit overwhelming for them. What, what is that? Is that difficult? <laughs> <laughs> I know. And when you hear the word analytics, everybody like freezes. They're like, oh, that's exactly. techie stuff. I don't want any of the techie stuff. No, actually, it's very simple to claim your website because actually it's just a button. It just asks you, do you want to claim your website? And you just click that and automatically claims it. And it starts collecting the information and the data that you can go back later and it may take a month or so for it to start collecting all the analytics and what it basically tells you is what pins are actually doing the best and when I say pins that's the photos that you create and you upload to the Pinterest and that's a that's a whole other subject but it just gives you the data so that you better know your audience you can you you find out information like who they are where they're coming from what they like you know that kind of thing is very valuable when you're using this tool, this Pinterest tool to drive that traffic. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think once people see that, <clears throat> once people see how easy it is to do it, and then to be able to retrieve that information, they're going to be like, oh my goodness, this is just, this is top notch. So that's really good as well. well. What is number three? Okay. So number three is once you've, you've got it set up and you've claimed that you know, when you're getting your analytics, you want to create boards because inside each board, and if you go to anyone's Pinterest account, you can see that they have boards and those boards will have specific names to them. Like if you're a furniture painter, you might want to name one painted furniture and underneath the inside that board, you're also going to, um, put descriptions and categories because this is all information that's telling Pinterest what you're pinning about because Pinterest wants to deliver really great content to the people that are on their platform. So the better you can be at describing what you do, the more app Pinterest is, is going to be able to show all of your content to all of their people that are on their platform. So if you go into Pinterest and you create a board and you have folks that are following your board, anytime you put up a new pin in that board, will that then show up in their feed? Absolutely. But it also can show up in other feeds. It doesn't have to be those that just follow you because Pinterest actually wants to give their viewers great content. So they will show it to even more. And that's part mm -hmm. of the analytics and the Pinterest game, I want to call it, is actually getting that great content out there. The more engagement you get, the more likes you get. Um, it's, it's unusual to get comments on Pinterest because it's such a visual thing people are looking yeah. at. So it's harder to get people to like it and click it and comment. But when you get that kind of engagement, Pinterest sees it as valuable content and they start showing it to even further reach than what just your followers are. So it's really like a snowball effect. Once you see a few people pinning, uh, or at least when Pinterest sees that, then they say, hey, this thing's getting attention. We want to continue to flood it out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you want something that they can share. You want something that's engaging that they can like and they can comment on. Well, I think that leads us to number four. What is number four in this process? Okay, so number four is what you're going to be putting in those boards, and that's going to be really great content. And when I say content, I'm talking about the photos. And if you're weak in the area of photography, I strongly suggest that you work on that. That is one thing that when you're putting content out across social media, that's going to get you noticed. It's going to be really great photos. So work in that area. That is well worth your investment and your time and money spent in developing your photography skills. 
Sure. And I, and that, that really goes without saying, even with respect to Instagram, because both of those, and, and I know this is true across all social media platforms, but especially Instagram and Pinterest is all about the image and it's such a visual uh, medium. So uh, that's, that's great advice. Did you find that, was that something that you found difficult or was that, uh, was that pretty easy for you to um, accomplish? Well, before I even started uh, my online business, I was a photographer. So I did Mm -hmm. wedding photography. So, but I had a Pinterest, I had a Pinterest account for wedding photography. So it's really funny that I took the following that I had already and changed, like I said, in the beginning, you know, you can change your name and set up a business account. And then I just hit all those boards that I had all the photography and for wedding on because it's not really my niche. So, um, Mm No, it wasn't hard for me because I have, was already established um, in photography, but absolutely, I mean, it is it is key. It's like the number one thing is having great content out there on this platform. Yeah, because, it, because Pinterest is such a visual platform, um, I mean, it's all about ideas, right? So it's it would be simple enough to go out there and, and spend some time looking to see what you know, what is really effective and, and trying to borrow some of those ideas and learn from that. And I'm sure there's probably tons of sites out there that provide good guidance uh, on how to do that effectively as well. Oh, oh, absolutely. There's tons of groups, there's courses you can take, lots of information. But what I find it very interesting on Pinterest is that not what one thing works for one person doesn't always work for another. And that's where your analytics come in very handy to understand your audience and what they like. Like, uh, for instance, I have a board that's thrift furniture. Well, with that title comes an image that would go with that title. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. when I upload a really pretty photo of a well-done piece of furniture in thrift, doesn't do as well as a photo that I upload of the before picture of what it looked Mm -hmm. like before I did mm-hmm. it. So it's, it's kind of a game in a way that you, you're, you're playing and figuring out what photos do, which board, which photos do best in which board and how you title mm-hmm. them, your description, all of the things, the hashtags. I mean, we could go deep, deep, deep into it, but just basically just getting set up and getting started. What is number five? So number five is what you're going to do to really grow this. And you're going to be pinning regularly. You're going to be pinning every day. Um, in the beginning, I, I pinned everything by hand, but you can see how that would quickly um, lead to you not getting anything done but being on Pinterest all day. So there are apps out there that you can use, and there's one that's approved by Pinterest, and you have to be careful with the apps that you use. Um, Tailwind is what I use, and it's an automatic automation that you can pin your stuff over and over and over and you go in and you set this up and you do your content one time you put it in these boards that's looping them over and over and over and then you forget about it i mean you just do it you go back and look at analytics you know to see which pins do better you can delete that pin or not excuse me don't ever delete a pin that's that's a really great tip don't ever delete a pin Mm -hmm. but you can just not repin that but just start Keep creating content and adding to these boards and just recycling all this content over and over and over. So there's there's definitely some planning involved. Um, if you would, give us a uh, sort of an idea of like a week in the life of do with Pinterest. I mean, are you, <laughs> um, is, there, is there a day that you set aside, an afternoon um, where you uh, start organizing and structuring and planning, strategizing for your Pinterest boards and then where you incorporate Tailwind? How does that work? 
Well, you know, in the beginning, that's going to be your biggest, that's going to be the biggest thing is just getting started because there's going to be a whole lot of work in the startup, you know, getting the boards, naming them, all them. I mean, some people have 200 boards. You can imagine the amount of content that's pinned into those boards every day. But once it's established, you don't do as much work as you think you do. You're more just creating content and adding to it at that point. It's constantly mm -hmm. feeding this monster that you've created. <laughs> I'll call it my green monster, <laughs> you know, and it just keeps working for you. And this is something, this is a long-term strategy. This is not anything quick that's going to happen with your business. Um, it's taken me two years to get to where I'm at now, but it's been a lot of work. But mm. the work that you put in now is going to be there for years and creating content. You want to create content that's evergreen, which means it's going to go. People can still do these same projects 10 years from now because that's where you're going to be making your money, you know, and selling your products by creating the content that people can use over and over and over. Well, do you've done a great job in sharing these five points uh, for folks. Is there anything else you want to, to share to folks that are looking and thinking about diving into either online, having an online presence, or maybe expanding what they already have. Absolutely. You know, just be patient with yourself. Take these small steps. You know, you, you can't eat elephant all at once. You have to eat them one bite at a time. And especially with Pinterest, because it can be very overwhelming to learn something new, especially when we are not all techie, because a lot of us are not. A lot of us creatives have that struggle in that area. But just one small step at a time. Implement one little thing in your business at a time. And just understand that this is a, a journey. It's not something that's going to happen overnight. And this is something mm -hmm. that's going to be sustainable over the long time in your business. Very, very good advice. It, uh, it always helps to hear from somebody who's done it and is, they've been there, they've gone through the process and what they're doing is successful, uh, which is certainly demonstrated by what you have been able to accomplish in the last couple of years. So that I know that uh, is well received. Well, thanks so much, Stu, for giving us some insight into the power of Pinterest. Um, for those that would like to learn more, what is the best way for them to reach out to you? Well, they can reach out to me. You can always email me at Donna at DoDotsonDesigns.com. I'd be happy to hear from you. And um, you can follow me also on DoDotsonDesigns.com and across all social medias, including Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Well, I have really enjoyed our discussion today, Do You have a great day. Thank you so much. I enjoy always being here with you. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Zebra Blogs Before and After Furniture Refinishing Podcast. Today's episode is also featured on the zebrablog.com along with contact information for today's guest. Your comments and suggestions for future episodes are always welcome, and we encourage you to share those by clicking on the podcast slide in our header at the zebrablog.com. That's the zebra with an i.com. Thanks for listening and happy refinishing. Thank you.